Welcome to the CTE Podcast. This is episode number five. This is Cam. I'm with the boys, Trey and Saw. Um, another week without football, but hey, we have the combine coming up, so we have something to look forward to. We can't be sad forever. And then we have the draft after that, so so time is closing fast. Um, we're going to start off today with our biggest surprise of this last season. So something that caught us off guard, something that we did not expect. Um, and I'm going to have Sawyer kick this one off. Yeah, I'm going to go for my biggest surprise. Um, I was thinking Saquon Barkley, just having a lackluster year, but I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. The dude popped off with a bad quarterback. I mean, okay, I'm not going to say bad quarterback. Tua has potential. Yeah, Tua's good. I'm excited about the new head coach in Miami. I think I think Miami could be a good place in the future, but I'm going to say Jalen Waddle. Dude's a monster. I mean, he missed a couple games with COVID. I think he had an injury one week. I'm not sure, but – when he played, especially down the stretch, I mean, he is the reason I won the fantasy championship. He's the reason I beat Trey in the semifinals, and I just think <laughs> he's a stud. I really do. I think he's he's got Tyree Kill level speed, but his route running, in my opinion, is better than Tyree Kills. Yeah. So I'm excited about him. Biggest surprise for me uh, this season. I think there's a lot of uh, obvious ones you can go with. And I'm going to go that direction. I'm going to go with an obvious one. Um, the biggest surprise, obviously, I think, is the Bengals, who were predicted by many to go 2-15, and 15, and they went to the Super Bowl. So that's a big one. But I'm going to go Cooper Cup. I don't, nobody expected him to, to have the best season by a wide receiver ever. I mean, he had the triple crown. He was, in my opinion, the MVP. Um, I mean, he was the focal point of that offense. And I just don't see anybody breaking his single-season records like anytime soon. I, I, those records are going to are gonna be held for a long time. Shoot, he might add on to it next year. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. I'll see him slowing down, really. No. I got Jamar Chase. Um, obviously, he balled out this season, um, but he had us all fooled in the preseason when he said he couldn't catch a ball because it had the white stripes like he was used to in college. Um, so, you know, during the preseason, I was like, ah, oh, you know, maybe he's a bust. You know, maybe the Bengals not having an O-line was right. Uh, maybe they're going to suck. So, uh, just to see him pop off, I feel like that was a big surprise. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so we also have most disappointing this year. Um, I'm going to start this one off by going with my team, uh, the Panthers. You know, we start off 3-0, start off strong. Sam Darnold wasn't the definition of promising, uh, but his potential was definitely there. We had the number one defense in the league, and then J.C. Horn gets hurt and CMC gets hurt in the same game against the Texans, and it just all went downhill from there. I don't know if it was Phil Snow getting figured out his defensive schemes or J.C. Horn getting hurt or CMC getting hurt and not having that to kind of have a safety net on the offense. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Panthers almost disappointing last year. I'm also going to go with uh, my favorite team on the most disappointing, Denver Broncos. Um, I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, you have a top – arguably a top five defense in the league and – 
weapons everywhere on offense, two really solid running backs, really good receivers. I mean, it feels like the Broncos are always just one piece away. And I feel like different years, it's a different thing. And I don't know. I'm excited about our new hire at head coach. I think having an offensive-minded guy is going to be good. But at the same time, I also kind of feel bad about throwing away a defensive mastermind, honestly, which Fangio is. And I just feel like the Broncos are just one piece away. And I feel like it's been that way since, honestly, since Peyton left. And it's just – it's hard to watch that every week, every year. So, I need something new to happen there. I feel your pain, Sawyer. Biggest disappointment. I'm going Ravens. Uh, they were favored to win their division. Obviously, didn't happen. They were favored to make the playoffs and, and make a run in the playoffs. I mean, they have a top 10 quarterback. But obviously, didn't happen because of all the stupid injuries that they had. I mean, they have arguably one of the best defenses in the league. Um, solid running back, solid run game, obviously, like I said, top 10 quarterback. And I thought uh, Rashad Bateman coming in was definitely going to help out that receiving core, in which he did at some points during the season. But, again, just with all the injuries that they had, I mean, early on in the season, even the preseason with Dobbins and Edwards, they then, I mean, they lost all, all hope for mm-hmm. for playoffs. I mean, there comes to a point where it's just too much to recover from. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hoping they uh, come back strong next year. Yeah. Um, so today's big topic is our top ten running backs, uh, but we'll get into into that in a second. We're going to start off with an honorable mention area, um, and I'm going to start off with saying Leonard Fournette uh, with Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, dude's a freaking bowling ball. He came in the league when CMC came in the league, but hasn't been as injury prone. Um, so, so what do you guys have to say with Leonard Fournette? I mean, you know, he he really showed out at the end of the year. I mean, he had some good games sprinkled in the middle, but I think Fournette in the right situation can be what we saw in Jacksonville. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what the Bucks look like next year, just in general, without Tom, without potentially without Chris Godwin, or Gronk, um, or Gronk. I doubt Gronk plays without Tom, but it's just I'm I'm excited because I feel like this could potentially be even a step up for Fournette. Mm-hmm. I think he could have an even bigger role in the offense. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, last season he Fournette didn't really have the type of season that he did um, this year. But I think this season he definitely contributed a lot to the offense, and I think that kind of solidified Tampa Bay um, as one of the, if not the best offense in the league this past season because, of course, they have a great passing game. But but like I said, Leonard Fournette, he kind of solidified that run game and um, – helped them become that number one offense in the league. Maybe not on paper, but you could argue that they had the best offense. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, we also have the split 
between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in Green Bay. Um, with this and this one, I'm just going to have to go A.J. Dillon. Um, obviously, dude's got tree trunks for legs, but I think he's just more of a skillful, powerful running back than Aaron Jones. Um, obviously, Aaron Jones shows some potential here and there, uh, but I think when A.J. Dillon is in the game, it's more game-changing than when Aaron Jones is in the game. Um, so, no, I'm a, I'm going to disagree a little bit mm-hmm. because I feel like the Packers' offense. I mean, this is going to be completely different next year. It may not be Rodgers, Hackett's in Denver. I mean, we'll see. But I feel like when Jones was on the field, it opened the passing game up more because I mean, you saw it in the NFC. I mean, NFC divisional game against San Francisco. He had. Almost, he had, I think he had over 150 receiving yards, something crazy. And I just think he provides that where Dylan doesn't as of right now. But for all we know, Dylan might provide that. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, I mean, Dylan's definitely the guy you want when you get in the red zone. You need to bruise the ball down the field. I mean, like you said, he's a mon- he's just a he's a monster. So, I think they have a great duo, but I don't see them being together much longer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, going at, going into the season last year, Aaron Jones was top 10, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just didn't really produce like he has been in recent years. Um, and A.J. Dillon, he's definitely that three down back. Um, and I have seen some, like, spurts of, of plays from him uh, out of the backfield receiving the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely he can definitely do that. Like he's definitely a great target for a dump off pass or something like that. But I mean, I think he's gotten to the point where he's just as good as Aaron Jones. So yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they move forward in the future with him. Yeah, I think, I think I mean, we could see Green Bay going into a full rebuild soon, depending on what Rogers does. Yeah, definitely. Um, James Conner. Um, I think get, getting him out of Pittsburgh, somewhere new, Arizona. Um, I didn't think he'd pop off the way he did this year, uh, but he showed up when he had to show up. Um, the dude definitely ran a ball down the field. Uh, he ate up the yards. Uh, so I think James Conner definitely deserves a spot in the honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much more to be said about him. I mean, he, I think he just found his place in Arizona. Um, yeah. I think Edmonds' injury definitely had a lot – to do with this, but I think even with Edmonds being back, Connor's still the guy they lean on when they get in the red zone. So I think he's a good he's a good fantasy option. He's a good running back in real life, and I'm happy to see him play well. Yeah, there's not much more to be said. He's dude was a touchdown machine last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last on the honorable mention list is Antonio Gibson. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about him um with mckissick being there um but i think if mckissick is hurt or or not playing as much or even out of washington i think antonio gibson has plenty of potential Mm -hmm. to step up as a top 10 running back Uh, but right now we can't really tell that much Uh, yeah it's weird because they called him like the next cmc in the preseason and everything and then the season starts and it's almost exclusively McKissick 
out of the backfield getting receptions. I mean, you'll look at like their I mean, obviously the quarterback situation is really bad in Washington, but like you'll see Gibson with 20 carries or whatever with only one target and McKissick with like seven targets. I mean, I think Gibson, if he is the premier back and he's getting touches in every way, I think he is a top 10 running back, but he's just not right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely has the potential. Um, you know, I kind of thought he was going to break the top 10 this past season, but like you said, McKissick there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just not getting enough not enough snaps. Nope. Nope. All right, so that's our honorable mention. Um, so that leads us into our top 10 running backs. Um, and we're all going to agree on this here on the podcast, and, and some of y'all listening will probably agree as well. But number one is Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, dude's the king. Obviously, he was hurt for a period of time this season. Um, but when he's not hurt, dude, like you got to think he put up all those numbers before he got hurt, and it took weeks for running backs behind him to catch up to those numbers. Um, so, dude's just a stud. Yeah, I mean, he was. He might have finished like tail end, but I don't. I don't remember. He was a top fifteen running back for fantasy and he played five weeks yeah that that's unbelievable and i mean he's he's done it year after year i don't think there's much debate yeah king henry number one <laughs> that's all you got all right so for my number two i'm going jonathan taylor um i honestly didn't expect him to pop off the way he did uh but dude just ate the field up like you couldn't stop him. Um, his elusiveness is showing there. It, it's and just when he touches the ball, he runs mad. He runs angry. Uh, he wants to pick up yards. Um, so I got Jonathan Taylor at number two. For my number two, I wanted to put Jonathan Taylor, but also I have so much respect for this player. But he's definitely had injury issues the past couple of years. But his 2019 season alone would still have me on this number two on this list two years later, three years later, whatever. I'm going with CMC. When CMC is fully healthy, man, it, there's nothing like it. Yeah. It's so fun to watch. He can do anything. He can run just as good as some of these other guys can. He's He could play wide receiver in the NFL and be a top ten receiver. So I'm going CMC, but only when he's healthy. Yeah. Were you being serious, Sawyer? I am being serious. I think out of the slot, CMC could get it done. Uh, I don't it's that agree. will I think route. It's a bad take. It's that will route. Why is it a bad take? Let's go. Here we go. CMC as a receiver, dude. Yeah, I think he it can, could happen, man. Yeah, sure. He could probably play slot. He could. I mean, he could probably run some routes and stuff like that. But probably run some routes, bro. <laughs> he definitely could run some routes. He had a thousand yard receiving season. Yeah, but best. to say that he'd be a top ten receiver, I mean. Debo can do it. Why can't CMC do it? Facts. Debo's a wide receiver. Yeah, I but, know that. Uh, but Debo's not getting hurt like CMC's getting hurt. Debo, Debo has injuries every now and again, though. Yeah, yeah give, me guy who's, give me a guy who's healthy. I haven't seen CMC fully healthy in three years, man. But but that's what I'm getting to. When CMC is healthy, bro, he's a dual threat. We're going into next season assuming he is fully healthy. That is yes. what we're doing. Yes. That's why he's number two on my list. We can Trade move on if you – Yeah. 
Trey, who you got? Who you got number two? Number two, I got Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I mean, uh, he's only been in the league now two years, but uh, he's definitely more versatile than uh, CMC. He can, I mean, he can stay healthy. Um, but wait, wait, Colts, wait. did you just say he's more versatile than CMC? You know, I said that, but I think <laughs> I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking there is no the, one on this list more versatile than CMC. Sorry, I'm Guys, loving this explain. support. I'm loving the support. Let here. me explain. I'm thinking of the word that means like you're not injury prone, and I know that's not the right word. Um, durability. <laughs> durability. There you go. Yeah, that's there a we good go. Word. Yeah, more durable than CMC. Yeah, everybody I mean, on this list is. <laughs> Colts. Facts. I mean, they were in playoff contention, and Jonathan Taylor's the reason why. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan yeah, they, Taylor is definitely – it's like a – I don't know. I couldn't decide, but I, I lean CMC. But we, we can come back to this next week. I mean, I get that we're, like, saying – we're assuming these guys are fully healthy going into next season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to place – I'd play, place a bet that CMC is going to get hurt. I probably would too, but yeah, as of week one, he's going to be fully healthy. Maybe. Who knows? All right, I want to go ahead. But and he's say also this for he's you. also in a worse situation. He, he is he is in a worse situation. I also want to say this before we move on. Last week, I don't think we mentioned this, but Deshaun Watson would have been in all of our top tens. Yes, but you know that situation. Sure. We'll talk more about that when we find out more news. And Alvin Kamara would be in all three of our top tens, but we're assuming he's not playing next year. He might. He might not. We're gonna act like he's not. So just moving on. If you don't hear his name and you wonder why, that is why. Number three. On our list. Number three, we've already covered a lot of it. Uh, for number three for me, CMC. Um, when CMC is healthy, dude, he's a top three running back, in my opinion. Um, we talked about his dual threat capabilities. Um, the dude just freaking takes over the field um, yep. when he's in the backfield. Uh, he can re- receive the ball. He can run the ball. Uh, he can block. Dude's a blocker. Um, so – yeah, CMC's on three. Yeah, I'm I'm I completely I'm all on the CMC hype train, even with the injuries. I'm a huge fan. Number three, I'm going Jonathan Taylor. Uh obviously with CMC getting hurt, he'd be the my number two, but we kind of said everything there to say about Jonathan Taylor. He's got that big playability. He's a lot faster than people think he is. He's just he's a stud. He's young with a really, really good offensive line. So mm. he's at my number three. Number three, I'm going Dalvin Cook. Dude's a monster, man. I mean, I think he's in a good situation. I think they have like a season next year, kind of like uh, the Colts, where they're on the verge of making the playoffs. Don't know if they will, but I think they're definitely going to be in that because you have Kirk Cousins, who is ex- extremely underrated, okay. Justin Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook, who and who can run the ball extremely well. I mean, so that gives them – an offense that is extremely balanced, in my opinion. You can hand the ball off, and Dalvin Cook's going to get you – he's guaranteed to get you, you know, three yards, four yards every play. He, I think he's more um, – like, more likely to go forward than backward. But, again, he's in a better situation. They have an offense that's extremely balanced. I like Cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number four, I'm going to go Nick Chubb. Um, obviously 
you know, you have Kareem Hunt there, but I don't think Kareem Hunt can touch Nick Chubb uh, when it comes to producing yardage and just being a power back. Um, and that, that's kind of all I have to say about Nick Chubb. Dude's, I mean, dude just eats. He's a monster. Mm. My number four is Dalvin Cook. He's probably my favorite player on this list. I'm a huge Dalvin Cook fan. Um, but I just – I see he also has an injury bug. He fumbles – a decent amount, but he is a better receiver than people give him credit for as well. Um, he's not CMC level, but he can get it done in the backfield as well. I mean, I just feel like Dalvin Cook, his main issue is just like his little two to three week injuries he always gets. And I feel like mentally he's not like as strong as these other running backs. Like, because you've seen times where Dalvin Cook will fumble and then he'll act like he's hurt. Stuff like that. And for me, that pushes him back. But I'm a huge fan of the guy. I think he has all the potential in the world. He's fun to watch. Like Trey said, he's on a really good offense. So I've got him at number four. All right, number four. Now I'm going CMC. You you guys already said everything about him. I mean, he's a monster <laughs> when he's healthy. But he's in a terrible situation. I mean, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's not the guy you want throwing you the ball. No. He's not the guy you want running your offense, but uh, I mean, obviously that, and you know, of course, I've mentioned the injuries. Mm-hmm. I place a bet that he's going to get injured next season. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the situation, but I get the situation's bad. I just feel like he's been in a bad situation like a lot longer than we think he has to, though. I mean, I don't know. I think even in a bad situation, he's still top three, but. We can move on from that. Yeah, it's just going to make me sad. Um, number five, I got Dalvin Cook, when healthy. Um, he's a Florida State boy. As much as I want Cam Akers to be in this list, who knows, maybe maybe next year. But I love Florida State boys. Um, but I got Dalvin Cook at five. Like Sawyer said, um, Deuce is a stud. Uh, he's got the elusiveness for a good running back. Um but just his injuries hold him back, and I feel like he's just got – I think he's got some more maturing to do, if that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, Dalvin Cook at five. See, for my number five, I have Nick Chubb. I couldn't decide between him and Najee Harris. Um, but I think Nick Chubb's just proven more. I mean, obviously, he's just been in the league longer. But he has – he's similar to Jonathan Taylor in a lot of ways. I think he's a little bit stronger, but he doesn't have the big playability. I mean, he does, but not to Jonathan Taylor's level. Um, and Cleveland low-key is a really bad offensive situation right now. So, that's why I've got Nick Chubb a little bit further back. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Couldn't really decide between Najee and Nick Chubb, but I'm going to go a different route than you. I'm going to go Najee. Um, the way I see him play, I think I think of him as like a mini uh, – Derrick Henry, a mini Derrick Henry who can receive out of the backfield. He's definitely yeah. uh, got that capability to receive, but he's also terrific at running the ball. But mm-hmm. what's holding him back is that offense and his offensive line. Who knows, you know, who's going to be playing quarterback for the Steelers next season. But mm-hmm. they definitely need to rebuild that offensive line. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bounce off Trey. I got Najee at six. Um, I think he can definitely be a mini Derrick Henry. Um, 
but uh, the offensive line is holding him back. They're not making the holes that he needs to hit. Um, but he definitely has the capability of being a power running back. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I got Najee at six. I've also got Najee at six. Um, I mean, y'all covered pretty much everything. He had a great rookie season, I think. I mean, who knows? He may be in a worse situation next year. He may be in a better one. Who knows? I mean, Big Ben wasn't amazing, but let's say Pittsburgh goes out and gets like a Malik Willis or they go trade for a quarterback. I mean, if that happens, I'm potentially moving Najee up into my top four, but right now I'm going to leave him at six. Six, I got Nick Chubb. I think he's one of the, like, the better power runners in this list. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you mentioned, Sawyer, what's holding him back is his terrible situation in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is absolute garbage. And it really – I mean, he definitely can still receive the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. That's Kareem Hunt's role, though, in that exactly. offense, unfortunately. They're using Hunt for that. So It's like Aaron Jones and – AJ Dillon on steroids, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I got Austin Eckler at number seven. Hmm. Um, man, the Chargers did not meet my expectations this year, um, which is sad. I thought they would do more. Um, but, like, again, I just think Eckler has that potential uh, to be a, a top 10 running back um, when the offense is working around him. So, all right, my number seven might be a little bit controversial, and I'm still kind of riding high off this guy's first couple big years. But um, I think this player is in a great offense, and I think when he is featured, he is a top seven running back. And I've got Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think he still has all the ability in the world to be a top five running back, but. I think Tony Pollard holds him back from that, and you never know what stat Prescott's going to show up. Um, you never know what Zeke's going to show up. You'll have the Zeke that'll run for 150 yards, two touchdowns. You'll have the one that'll run for 45 yards and a fumble. Um, but I think the Zeke that is good for 150 yards is able to be there every Sunday. But it's just a matter of consistency with him. That's why he's further back on his list for me. Uh, seven, I'm going Joe Mixon. Uh, you could probably argue that he's in the the best situation out of these running backs that we have listed. Um, but I think definitely this past season was his uh, – maybe not his breakout season because he's had good seasons in the past, but uh, it, I think it definitely solidified him as a top ten running back for me. And so I, I kind of expect the same thing out of him next season. Kind of like a pivotal role for that offense mm-hmm. to keep it to keep it balanced. Yeah. Um, eight. What Trey just said. I got Joe Mixon. Um, again, I don't think it was his breakout year, uh, but you got to see a lot more of Joe Mixon being Joe Mixon and and just balling out. Um, he had a lot of plays with big yardage in one play. Um, so so the potential is definitely there. Um, I think he can possibly move up in this list next year. Mm-hmm. Um, just depends on what they do with the offensive line. Yeah. Um, also, Joe Mixon, eight. And I could easily see him jumping Zeke, Nick Chubb, 
next year. Um, but I think Joe Mixon, I mean, Trey, you said it was potentially his breakout season, but I think this really was his breakout season because I feel like he finally got the attention that he deserved, finally having a good quarterback, finally being – I mean, just honestly just a three-down running back, really, really good, really athletic. And I'm a huge fan of him, and I'm excited to see what he does next year. Number eight, who you got? Who you got at number eight? Yeah, who you got? Good call. <laughs> We're on number eight, got? aren't we? Who you got? We are on number eight. Hey, for everybody who's listening, it's 11, 15. It's a long day. It's, it's been, been a long, a long day. day. Very, very long All day. right. Number eight. Mm-hmm. I got Austin Eckler. <laughs> um, he's in a good situation, but dude, I I really like Austin Eckler. Well, one, I mean, if you're playing fantasy football, you need to pick up Eckler. <laughs> um, but the dude is maybe second behind CMC when receiving out, out of the backfield. I mean, out of the guys on this list. I mean, I think I think it's very close to just as good as CMC, but I mean, obviously McCaffrey has the edge. Yeah. Um, but Eckler in the in a good situation, he can run the ball too. But I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree with but, that. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he just sucks though. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are you trying to get back into this again? Who you got for number nine, man? <laughs> he ain't trying to get back into this. Let's go to number nine. <laughs> okay. I mean, I will, but number Look, nine. We, we can do it later. List. We're getting uh, through this list. Yeah. Anyway, number nine, I got Zeke. Zeke was already mentioned. Uh, I think Sawyer put it best. If Zeke wants to get a hundred, over a 100-yard game, he's going to get over a 100-yard game. Uh, but he, if he comes up and just is lazy like Zeke does, he's going to get a 30, 40-yard game. Um, so it just depends on what kind of Zeke is playing that day. Um, but I would put him in top 10 at number nine. All right. I'm, I've got my list written down, but I'm going to change it up because we were just talking about Eckler and I got to thinking, when have you ever sat down and watched Eckler just run the ball down people's throats? Not much. And we're talking about running backs. I've seen CMC do that before we, before anybody says anything. I've seen see, see him see oh my god. I've seen him do that. I've seen uh, him do it too. <laughs> I don't see Eckler do that much, so I'm taking him off my top ten. Oh. I'm gonna put DeAndre Swift at number nine. Oh, a little switch up. I think he has potential to be elite. I think he's I mean, I don't know what happened at the end of the year where he just straight up didn't play that game and ruined some people's playoffs hopes and fantasy. Yep. But I think DeAndre Swift has elite potential. I mean, he's a stud. He's on a he's on a bad team. There's no debate no debate about the Lions, but I think when he gets his touches, he's gonna be that dude. Yeah, he cost me a two hundred. And I think the value from that's gonna take away value from Almond Ross St. Brown and all that talk about him. But I think Swift is gonna be a top ten running back this year. Yeah. Speaking of that last game of the season, he cost me two hundred dollar payout. That's tough. So whatever. Number nine. Trey. Uh got Zeke. 
All right, we're moving on to number 10. <laughs> I got Saquon Barkley at number 10. Um, obviously, when he's healthy. Man, I miss Penn State, Saquon Barkley. And mm-hmm. I want to see that again. Like, I see snippets of it when he's not hurt. Uh, his looseness is definitely there. His agility is there. Duke can hurdle like nobody's business. Um but yeah, I just want to see Penn State Saquon Barkley again. Yeah, I think we all do. Uh, my number ten, I had a kind of a joke here, but kind of not. I had Debo Samuel, just kind of joking. But I mean, if he lined up at running back every play, he'd probably be on this list. But anyways, I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> I was joking about taking Eckler off my list too. I just moved him back a spot. I, th- I mean, I think. The way the NFL is nowadays, receiving out of the backfield is just as valuable almost as actual running ball. So, I'm going to put Eckler here. We said everything there is to say about him. So, Yeah. Tan, I'm going with what you said. I'm going swift. Um, Before he got injured, he was producing stats that were in the top five, a few weeks in the top three. So, Mm -hmm. I expect him to have a heavy workload next season. Yeah. Also, one player on our honorable mentions that we missed, Javante Williams. He was a rookie last year. He's going to be a stud next year, whether Melvin's there or not. So, we can move on from this list. See, I was thinking you was going to put Javante in top ten. Nah, not yet. Uh, next year for sure. Yeah, yeah, he'll be there. He'll break out. Um, so, we're going to end this episode with a section of breakout players. Uh, a player that we saw break out last year or we think will break out this year. Uh, they didn't meet our standards last year, uh, but we definitely think they have potential this year. So I'm going to start off with J.C. Horn. I talked about him a little bit earlier, uh, you know, with our defense being so good in the first three games and then falling off once he got hurt. Um, but I think, obviously, healthy J.C. I don't think – I hope he's not going to be one of those players that gets hurt every year. Uh, but who knows, you know, we've talked about turf last episode. So, you know, with turf still there, you never freaking know. Um, but I think J.C. Horn can be, I'd say, a top 10 cornerback next year. Are we, are we allowed to say like an upcoming rookie? Yeah. Or are we gonna yeah. Okay, we can do that. Jameson Williams from Alabama. Mm. Depending on where he lands, I think he can be – I don't think he's wide receiver one in this class. We'll have more episodes talking about this. And us saying breakout, we're not saying nothing to Pro Bowl. It could be somebody being bad to average. It could be yeah. anything. But I'm going to say Jamison Williams is probably my main pick. But I'm also going to say, and you, you guys can hate on me for this, I think Brian Edwards is going to actually live up to the hype next year. He didn't last year, but I think he is this year. By live up to the hype, I mean be a serviceable wide receiver too on a good passing offense. Yeah. Uh, I kind of see the same for my breakout player, Kadarius Tony. except I think he's their wide receiver one because mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay, I don't – Washed. I don't think he's going to do much anymore. Yeah, he's washed. He's injury prone, yep. but – Kadarius Tony, he definitely made some plays last season, and I expect him to do the same, um, stay healthy, and become yeah. their wide receiver one. Sweet. 
All right. Well, that's all we got time for today here on CTE. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, we're doing our top 10 wide receivers um, in the league. So that's going to be interesting. I'm sure we're going to have some more hot takes. Maybe things will get heated again. Uh, so thanks for tuning in with us, and we'll see you next week.